Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Robbie Falk from 24-7 Sports, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk here with you on a Monday morning. Thanks for joining us at supertalk.fm or where... Hold on a second. Let's read that. This is Super... This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk here with you on a Monday morning. Thanks for joining us at supertalk.fm or wherever it is you get podcasts from. We appreciate all you guys out there, our great listeners, especially our servicemen and women out there taking care of us. We want to thank our sponsors over at Strange Brew Coffeehouse and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. Start your day the right way with a trip to the drive-thru here at Strange Brew Coffeehouse or at Brupolo in Tupelo. It would be a little odd, Robbie, if, Tup- if Brupolo... Was in Pelahatchee. That would be odd. There you go. Not uh, are you are you kind of in that area that you had you had Puckett the other day I and mean, Pelahatchee I don't think is that far from Puckett. They are big rivals actually. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so I, I guess you're kind of you're I'm staying in, I'm in, in south, south central. Yeah, getting towards I'm, the Pine Belt. I move around a little bit here and there. So yeah, play Pelahatchee when I was a senior. Uh, you know, when we went to Pelahatchee it was to see East Rankin Academy. Yeah. Um. So the, the Chiefs, that's Pelahatchee High School. Yes, I think yeah. that's correct. Home of the, the famous Ragsdale brothers. Yes. Don Ragsdale. And Lee, the, Lee, Lee? Was the, Lee was the big one before when I was in high school. Okay. Ragsdales are to Pelahatchies as Connors are to Batesville. A lot of Ragsdales in Pelahatchee. Yeah. That's right. And they're all good athletes down there, too. So, funny, This is I'm not making this up. So if we played Pelahatchee my senior year, the winner of that game was going to win the district. And we're in the locker room before the, the game, and our guy who's the kick returner, he looks at everybody's like, I'm taking the opening kick back for a touchdown. Oh. It's like, if I get the ball, I'm taking the opening kick back Calling for a touchdown. Calling his shot. He took the opening kick back for a touchdown. How about that? I couldn't believe it. I remember, going, you know, obviously I'm not on kickoff return because that's, that's where you would have some speed. Yes. And <laughs> – I just remember yeah, you. You could be the guy in the front, just waiting to lay out the kicker. Yeah. So when when he broke free, I you know, I'm starting getting ready. I'm gonna go kick the extra point, and I just grabbed the offensive line coach. I'm just like, he called that, and I said a word, <laughs> and he was like, what? I was like, he said he was gonna do it. Y'all do that at Catholic schools? Hmm? Y'all cuss. Well, like that? let me tell you, Coach Salmon didn't have no problem dropping the occasional <laughs> word in there to get you motivated, shall <sighs> we say? Well, hopefully, I can motivate you guys to uh, try out. Strange Brew Coffee. Just go to strangebrewcoffeehouse.com, wherever you live in, the, in this great country of ours, and they'll ship it right to your door. Whatever kind of coffee machine sits on your counter, they got you taken care of at Strange Brew Coffeehouse. College Corner and collegecornerstore.com. Co- college a lot of talk about shirts this weekend. A lot of talk about Mississippi State apparel. Let me assure you that they have a lot of great options at College Corner, not just Adidas. Now, if you like Adidas, hey, that's up to you. But sure if you don't... Product you got other great options there at College Corner. Plenty of great maroon and white merchandise to choose from. And, of course, if you need something for the car, for your house, for your tailgate, whatever it is, it's all there at College Corner. Two locations to serve you in the Jackson area. They're in Ridgeland by Fleet Feet, 
Flowing by the Half Shell, or you can shop online at collegecornerstore.com. We've got Humble Taco on our list this week, our to-do list. We're going to have that. Robbie and I, we ate lunch today on Sunday. We're going to eat lunch together at least two more times this week. We're going to go to Humble Taco, and we got one other spot to make. They don't, they don't pay for advertising, though, so they don't, they don't get the mention. But we will go nonetheless. But we will go nonetheless. So, Humble Taco, great tacos, great queso, great salsa. It's just a great Mexican experience, but it's a different Mexican experience than you can get from the other 28 Mexican restaurants here in Starkville. 27 of them are all the same. I was about to say, I think we might be getting 29. So. Yeah. <laughs> it's getting close. They're all the same. One is different. One is Mississippi is Mexican fare with Mississippi roots. One, only one, is humble taco. Make it simple for yourself for lunch today. Why don't you go to Firehouse Subs? Head over to Firehouse Subs after you've placed your order online with the Firehouse Subs app. It's ready within minutes, and those reward points, they just pile up like nothing you've ever seen before. You'll be eating a free sandwich before you know it. Locations in Starkville and Oxford, Columbus and Tupelo, Flow and Madison, it's Firehouse Subs. Football is here at preseason camp, training camp, camp, call it what you will. It's happening right now. Today we're actually recording before the start of practice on uh, on Sunday. They're getting ready to start off, and they'll be starting off indoors with a little inclement weather. We'll and see if they get them outdoors or not. After I just, I just walked outside just a few minutes ago. Mm-hmm. Um, after I got the message about they've just gone inside, mm-hmm. the, the clouds are, are clearing. Which mm-hmm. when we came out from our lunch, yeah. it felt really good. Yeah. You know, you could feel like a rain it's about coming. To go bad. It feels like it's 120 degrees right yeah, now. It's 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 sad. And I've been at the last two practices, the yeah. first two of the of the uh, training camp sessions. Yeah, there you go. And it's just been brutal, man. It has been absolutely brutal outside. Like I I just don't I don't know how these guys take it. Put a helmet on. They haven't done the pads yet, but that's coming. I mean, imagine wearing a helmet and pads in this weather. I can I mean, barely wear a shirt. It's it's, and we've talked so much about it. It's, it's so different than it used to be in terms of, of player safety now. Yeah, but those guys, I mean, it's it's all about staying hydrated. Keep getting water in you. Keep getting water. If you feel like you're about to pass out, take off your helmet, man. Get yourself taken care of. You know, the safety is obviously the the big watchword. They have a die. That die. They have a guy spraying people with like the mist, like I mean, you what you what would you like do. spray like Roundup with. Like yeah. he's just walking around you, you spraying them in the face. You got to do in this weather to stay healthy. Yeah. and st- st- stay on your feet. It's tough, man. Let's talk about some observations. Let's talk about something that you know. We're only two days into practice, so obviously we know everything we need to know about this team. Yes, it's already we, everything has already everything. been determined. Everything's locked in, written in sharpie. Any surprises first couple of days? Then the name that popped up, I don't know if it's a surprise because I said on this show, I think he has a great chance to contribute as a true freshman is Xavion Thomas, but apparently looks the part as a true freshman. Now, this is just, you know, a few drills, you know, some one on ones with right. cornerbacks and stuff like that, but man, that dude looked good on Friday, I guess, the first day. Now, I haven't seen him a whole lot in, in team drills in the, you know, 11 on 11. Seven on seven type stuff. I haven't seen him a lot in that, uh, which means right now he's behind some guys. But right. Would not shock me in the least if he was the rah rah Thomas of this year. If he was the guy that came out there and got, you know, the most reps of any of those f- freshmen this year. I I would not be shocked in the least to see that because already you, you already know he has tremendous speed, but mm-hmm. just the the. 
I guess it would be the, the hand-eye coordination or just being able to, to see the ball, shed a defender, and still make the catch. Mm-hmm. He is a natural. and He's got some physical skills that maybe if you just looked at his recruiting profile, you wouldn't have expected. Right, and I was telling whoever it was with me, I don't know if it was Logan or, or whoever, I was telling them, like, that guy is the guy that you've got to lock down. Mm-hmm. You've got to get those kind of players. Because he was, you know, right on the verge of an LSU offer. They were kind of flirting with him a little bit, but he was down the down the aisle uh, from a few other guys. Getting him, I think, was a steal. It just, and I don't want to overreact just from a couple of practices, but I think I've seen enough of him, seen enough of his physical tools that I think he's going to be pretty good. And another guy that that really impressed me was Justin Robinson. Okay, who transferred from Georgia? Yeah. Did not have a great spring, but I thought at the end of the spring he had gotten better. He's looked really good the first two days of practice. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's great news for Mississippi State. You're, we've, we've talked about we think somebody's going to, to be able to replicate or at least get close to what Makai Polk was able to do. When you start seeing these guys flash, you start to feel a lot better about this receiving core because you know Jaden Wally's going to be good. You know Austin Williams is going to be good. Like you know what you're getting out of those guys, mm-hmm. but when you start seeing the Caleb Duckings emerge and Duckings, the other guy to talk about there, the Jordan Mosley, a couple days. Jordan Mosley had a really good day yesterday. Mm-hmm. Caleb Duckings been really good both days, mm-hmm. which tells me he could be a a candidate for Makai Polk type season because it, what I mean crazy to think about considering he's been here. I mean he signed with with I think he signed with Moorhead. Mullen. Did he sign with Mullen? No, no, he signed with Moorhead. Okay. I'm pretty sure he signed with Moorhead. Or did he sign with Spurrier? Go ahead. Go ahead. I can't remember. Um, But uh, anyway, Mike Leach always talks about just being consistent. Sign with Moorhead, you're correct. Okay. Being the same guy every single day. That's when you start to know you've got a good receiver. And when that guy's showing up every day, we saw it with Makai Polk last year. You're correct. Makai Polk every day was Mawson guys in the end zone. You start to see this with Caleb Ducking, and I think that's great news. I mean, the receivers look good. Then at left tackle, you know, we spent the whole offseason talking about Percy Lewis. And, you know, it's a lesson maybe we should have learned from Martinez Rankin and Tyree Phillips. It, it does take these JUCO guys some acclimation time. So it looks like through, through two days that Dollar Bill Travis Johnson has a, a pretty good hold on that position. Yeah, you know, they were they've been splitting reps, but Dollar Bill has definitely looked more consistent at left tackle. Percy didn't have a great day in day two, and you have to be careful, um, you know, painting a picture. I mean, you you joked about you know everybody everything's learned right. after for two days. You got to be careful with that because there's guys that emerge throughout the season. There's guys who have bad days. Mm-hmm. There's guys who have good days that that don't even show up in the season. So you, you do have to be careful with what you watch and assessing that but he did not have a great day on day two and I, I think we do have to give credit some to the defensive linemen too you know Travion Williams um, Javon Banks and also linebacker John Lewis had some good reps against Percy mm-hmm. but I think it's not so much Percy is not good or not you know he's not going to be able to cut it as much as it is Dollar Bill has really stepped up and um, some other people have mentioned this as well. You know, after day one, whenever Leach was was kind of praising Dollar Bill, he doesn't just throw around praise. 
He's not a guy that's going to come out and just you know, you know, blow blow smoke up. You know, and he's a guy that is going to be very measured in what he says. And he was talking very good about Dollar Bill, which you know again that leads me to believe that Dollar Bill has made a significant jump. And I think that that's a good thing for Mississippi State. You want Dollar Bill to be really really good. Uh, you don't want it to be a, a a thing where it's just you know Percy's not nearly as good so they have to put dollar bill out there because they have another choice i I think i think it's just dollar bills winning that job is what i'm saying normally when uh somebody you know you have these first couple days of practice we always say one of the great cliches is the defense is always ahead of the offense has that been what you've seen these past couple days uh not really i mean it's been kind of it's been kind of even um I've seen some good things from the defense. Uh, I think, you know, the, the defensive backs, man, Emmanuel Forbes has been Emmanuel Forbes out there. Cameron Richardson, I've been impressed with him. The safeties have been solid. Uh, the the front has been really good. It's just a solid group. But st- but the offense has gotten their wins as well. So, I you know, I wouldn't give the edge to either one right now. Mm-hmm. I think they've both so- shown flashes. I'll say Will Rogers is unquestionably – ahead of everybody yeah. which that's just not surprising it, no. it, what is surprising is the people who want to believe that it's surprising yeah i mean and i, I really wish that everybody could could sit at a practice and watch mm-hmm. and just see the difference and it, it's not you know that sawyer's just stinking up the joint it's just will is that good uh, I, I we get caught up in the the arm strength and the ability to throw the ball 50 yards and all that stuff and scramble and, and run around, that we lose sight in the fact that Will is just a really, really good quarterback in this offense. He makes the right decisions. He makes the right reads. He's accurate on those crossing patterns, which th- those crossing patterns are very important in this offense. And the other quarterbacks are not throwing the ball as well as Will is on those crossing patterns. We're seeing passes behind guys where they're having to turn back and make the catch, and that that just blows the play up. because. But poorly thrown balls on crossing patterns are what get receivers hurt. Yeah. And, I, I mean, how many times did you know Jaden Wally come across mm-hmm. and the ball is right on the money and he's able to stay in his stride yeah. and get a 20, 25-yard run? That's what that's built for. You got to put the ball on the money, and we have not seen that consistently from the other guys. But Will is proving in this training camp that he is the guy, and it's. I just don't think that he's going to be um, out of that position until he leaves. I just no. He, he's I don't see it. Yeah. I, I'm. I just. I've, I see so much from Will from a maturity standpoint. It's going to be really difficult. I know in Mike Leach too it's going to be difficult for anybody to unseat him yeah it's and it's not a seniority he just thing has too much experience in this offense and this is an offense and leach has said it so many times and and it, people just they they think what they want to think mm-hmm. people see sawyer robertson's recruiting profile they see that he's bigger that he has the bigger arm and they just project him in and leach every time you ask him about this offense he'll talk about he uses the same word repetition mm-hmm. it's all about repetition well how many more repetitions in practice and in games, as Will Rogers have than everybody. Yeah. So it would take a. I mean, I'm sure Story Robertson's a good quarterback, but I'll be honest with you. Like, who who's the best true freshman quarterback 
right now in, in college football. I mean, I may not true freshman, but like Quinn Ewers. Like, I'm not saying Quinn Ewers wouldn't come to Mississippi State and win the job because he's super. I'm sure he's he's incredibly talented. The guy's a five yeah. star player. But I am saying that Will Rogers will keep it interesting with him. It takes a lot to play. And that's what made Will so special as a freshman to be able to come in and do what he did. I mean, he wasn't perfect, but to be able to command that offense, especially late in the season the way he did, I mean, I I feel like we discount him as a quarterback a lot. And I think that just that always goes back to the fact that, you know, it's just the, people are enamored with things that they really haven't seen, that backup quarterback. The idea that this guy's going to just be way more dynamic than the starter. Mm-hmm. And in reality, when when you put the two out there on the field and the three and the four behind them, mm-hmm. when you put them out there, it's, it's night and day. I mean, it's not even close. Will is the guy. And I said this the other night. I mean, it's time for everybody to just to believe in that. And move forward because he, nothing's changing. There was somebody on uh, 24-7 asking about Braden Locke. I'm like, I mean, how many reps do you think that kid's going to get? Yeah, he's not. And this is how it should be. I mean, that you right. you want in this offense, you want those guys getting as many reps as possible. So Sawyer now is getting more reps than he ever has. And that's great for Sawyer. That means he's going to be ready when his number's called. Uh, so, I mean, this is, this is a good thing for State to finally have. You know, because last year it was um, – What's the Lovertich was getting mm-hmm. all those second teams? Now all those reps are going to Sawyer, and that's what you want. Like I said, you, you want your your guy, your quarterback of the future, right there behind Will, and he's getting as many reps as Will is in practice right now. I mean, he's mm-hmm. they're they're basically trading out those reps. I mean, right. there's it hasn't been, you know, Will's overwhelmingly getting the reps, right. and Sawyer's down here. They're they're interchangeable right now. Right. I mean, Braden Locke. He might be a talented kid, but right now he's what is he fifth string? He's got to be behind Lovertich. I don't know. Here. I think Lovertich is third string for sure. Is he ahead of Greek? I'm, I haven't seen them in the team stuff. Right, but you're not going to probably. Yeah. So basically, all they're doing right now is like they'll, they'll line. You know how they do like they line all, all four mm-hmm. of them up and they're all throwing at the same time. Yeah. So it's hard to tell who's ahead of who. Right. And then the team stuff, it's mostly Will and Sawyer. Right. So I don't know, but I can promise you they're not they're not forcing anything down his throat right now. Right. I mean they're they're being very careful with how they handle those guys. Is there a, a player we've talked about some players that have, you maybe weren't thinking about that have played well? Is there a player you thought okay he's going to be pretty good this year that you haven't seen much from thus far? <sighs> hmm. I haven't seen a whole lot of Nathan Pickering. Okay, but I mean, it's it's only been he two got days. Off to a slow start last year. At the yeah, start but he looks a lot better physically than he did last year. Mm-hmm. He was like he was really working back. Yeah, I can recall last year there were times where he would run like one or two plays and have to come out. Yeah, so you know I haven't seen a whole lot of him. Cam Young's been kind of demanding those reps there. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think anybody else. Um, Not really. Okay. I mean, yeah, everything's that's, that's been kind of what I expected so far. That's a good. The thing. wide receivers are what they what they are right now. Mm-hmm. Running backs, uh, but those running backs look just you know locked in. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's pretty much it. We'll see. Two days in, we'll be three days by the time you listen to this. I mean, nothing, not, nothing of note's going to happen until it happens. So when it happens, we'll talk about it then. But 
good to get a start to football, get everybody back out on the practice field, and 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 start moving the pieces around for the uh, 2020, 2022 season. I got a kick out of Leach's interview on Friday. The man answered thirty questions. Oh God, he was he, everything was one line. He could. There's nothing that could have been worse for him that day than doing interviews. Like it's, and like every question was directly football related, so he didn't have any chance to like you know expound. On it anything. was so painful, man. Yeah. I thought I was, I was laughing at. It. I was like, "That's." I think one of our our compadres, Theo DeRosa, said thirty. He had thirty one questions in eight and a half minutes. Yeah, and that's like a record. I don't yeah, know. it was like one. Like it got to the point where it was like one sentence answers. Yeah, like it. It was very cool. Hey, did okay. You know. Yeah, he and he was annoyed. Like he was so ready to get out of there. Yeah. So I mean, Sock even tried to talk to him about Better Call Saul, and he stayed for like maybe thirty seconds, and then kept walking away. So I would have had some thoughts on Better Call Saul. I'm not, I'm not, I have not enjoyed these last two episodes. Yeah. Like the whole black and white thing. I just. I, I kind of like that. I, I just. I, I don't. I don't know. Anyway, that's a whole other show, though. All right, let's uh, let's move on into the second half of the show, and that's brought to you by our friends over at the Mississippi Beef Council, who want to remind you that beef hits what's for dinner. When you're looking to do something great this weekend on the grill, or you're looking to cook a, a meal, a quick meal for your family, think about beef. Great meal ideas up and down the board with all different kinds of cuts of meat. If you just want to do a steak, that's one thing. But, man, you get a pound of ground beef, and you have so many possibilities with something like that. So head to msbeef.org if you're looking for some recipes from different stuff. You know, if you're tired of the same old, same old. But, hey, if you, the same old, same old is the same old, same old for a reason. Your family likes it. You like it. Stick with it. Beef, it's what's for dinner. Thanks to our friends at the Mississippi Beef Council. Two brothers. I forgot, Robbie. We got to get lunch three times this week. So we got to get three two, times. We got to go to we got two brothers as well. We need to do the the Haydad Falk lunch tour. We're coming to a restaurant near you. Come on to your city. Yeah, we gonna put a little zing in your zang zang. <laughs> I, I know which one I am in that group. I'm big. You're big. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, I don't think you're rich. I'm, I'm not rich. Saying, That's for sure. I'm just saying. So that would make sock cowboy Troy. I think just just for the point. <laughs> Um, wasn't that his name, Cowboy Troy? I think that's correct. So who was what was Lawrence Fishburne on Pee Wee's Playhouse? I don't remember. Oh, God. I got to know the answer. I can't not know. <laughs> <laughs> Pee Wee's. All right. He was Cowboy Curtis. Cowboy Curtis. Cowboy Curtis. I had to know. It's going to drive me crazy. I forgot Lawrence Fishburne was in that. That's right. Well. That's right. Uh, anyway. We say all that to tell you how great Two Brothers is. It's the, it's the Pee Wee's Playhouse of restaurants. That's I don't know. Right. Today's word is smoked wings. Ah! <laughs> so enjoy some smoked wings. <laughs> enjoy some great food. Some smoked Southern soul food every time you are at. Uh, <laughs> I almost said Pee Wee's Playhouse. Two Brothers <laughs> smoked meats. My Pee Wee wasn't bad there. That wasn't a terrible impression. I did okay. I know you are, but what am I? I know you are, but what am I? <laughs> Large Marge. Yeah, exactly. I remember the Alamo. <laughs> ah. <laughs> <laughs> great products and great service is what every business promises you. Here's how you can tell who, who really delivers on it. How long have you been open? Ask that question of anybody. How long has this business been around? 
If they tell you 47 years, you can probably trust what they're saying, which means you can trust Advantage Business Systems. When you're looking for technology for your business, copiers, printers, laptops, computers, whatever it is, they've got it, the best names and the best prices. And then when the service call has to come in, you're talking to somebody in the state of Mississippi who can do get you taken care of within hours a lot of the time, and certainly not the 7 to 10 days that the average out-of-state contractor is going to quote you. Deal with Advantage Business Systems. Deal with somebody here in the state of Mississippi just like you. The number is 601-362-9192, or visit them online at absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems will help your business do business. I'm just thinking about smoked wings and... Can't stop laughing, though. Um, two games on the countdown today. We are into the top 20. We're in number 20 and number 19 today. Um, I was behind on the pictures. I had to put five pictures up today. I just I neglected that. So. Was that picture of Derek Tate from the Tennessee game? I don't know. It's the one from your 24-7 Okay, I, I was about to say, because I just... I, I, I could not find a picture of Kendall Watkins. I randomly Googled Derek Tate, and that's the one I got, so because it didn't Kendall show anybody Watkins, else. Kendall you know, evidently is some girl who plays softball. A lot of pictures of her, but none of Mississippi State Kendall Watkins. And then Derek Tate, I, I Googled it, and I was like, that's the one from Robbie's article. I was like, there's just nothing else. It's crazy. Like Pictures are disappearing from at a rapid rate. You used to be able to find pictures of all this stuff. Now you can't find that at all. Yeah. Everything's behind a paywall, I guess. Whatever. So yeah, I found I found that was the only picture of Tate that I could find that was worth a darn. Uh, we'll see how I do on the, the pictures today. Probably won't be easy. Number twenty into the top twenty from Jackie Sherrill's second year. I think this is Mississippi State's first ever Thursday night game, as well. Mississippi State thirty, Florida six in nineteen ninety two. The first of three miserable trips to Davis Wade Stadium for the Florida Gators. From 92, then in 2000, and then 2004, Florida did not like making the trip to Starkville. Spurrier got his revenge in 2001, though. He got it. I was there. <laughs> that last one was for the water boy. Exactly. I was there for that. The only highlight of that game was Ric Flair was at that game. Was he really? Yeah. Oh, that's right. He was on the sidelines. That's right. I almost That I, game was on CBS, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. I remember... All right, we're getting off track here, but I don't care. I remember... You know, teams come out of the locker room, right? So Florida comes out and they're running out there, fist pumping. Crowd goes crazy, right? State just sort of like jogs out, and I was just like, "Oh, it's gonna be a long day, boys." Yeah, it's gonna be a long day, and it and sure it was. was. It sure was. And then about midway through the third quarter, they showed Flair on the on the jumbotron, and the whole crowd starts wooing, and he just looks up, he realizes he's on TV. Oh, and, I bet he was living it up. Oh, he was. He was strutting yeah. down the sidelines. So it was. It was. That was the only highlight was seeing the the Nature Boy. Um, who at that time might have only been like a 14-time world champion. He might have had a couple more. Yeah, I think he got another couple. He might have. WWE. Uh, yeah. But this one was much better. Mississippi State 30, uh, Florida 6. Now, he did have the, the downside. This is the game where Sleepy Robinson gets hurt. I honestly think Mississippi State that season would have probably only lost one more game at most had Sleepy uh, stayed healthy and, and not gotten injured. I thought Sleepy got hurt against Texas. No, no. It was this game. He got hurt against Texas, too, then. He got hurt in that game, but he did not... Uh, Wasn't a serious injury. Right. He was able to come back. Um, State just destroyed. This Florida, at this point, is the defending SEC champion. Uh, you know, Ranked in the top uh, top 15, top 10, depending on what uh, where you looked. And just, just got dominated that night. Uh, I think Shane Matthews threw at least three interceptions. I'm trying to find the box score. 
sorry that my memory is not a hundred percent on this one. Um, through, I'm sorry, he threw five, five picks in this game. Did Shane Matthews? Amazingly, he started. He played the whole game. I guess they did literally didn't have a backup quarterback. We all know how quickly the uh, the old ball coach will uh, yank him out, yank him out of there, and just just a dominating win for Mississippi State in front of a national television audience. I remember going to school that Friday, you know, because usually you had to go, you know, you had Saturday and then you had a couple days before you got back to school. And I went in on Friday, and everybody's like, State, "State's pretty good." Even the Ole Miss fans were like, "Of course." They lost the egg bowl that year, which you know. That's it. usually how it works. Oh, that's how it works. Well, I mean, this is this is this is typical Mississippi State. The next week they lost to a winless South Carolina team. Yeah, exactly. You know, first game without Sleepy, but Michael Davis a long touchdown run in this one. Frankie Luster I think had a pick six in this one. Um, State just dominated Florida from start to finish, and was re- really really fun win for the Bulldogs. So MSU thirty, Florida six from nineteen ninety two. That's your. Uh, Number 20 game. Number 19, a little before my time, just about a year before my time. But uh, for the old-timers, Mississippi State 29, Memphis 28, Rocky Felker, his famous two-point conversion to win the game in that one. When it was a big deal to, to beat Memphis. Like that was A couple of things in there. First of all, not only was it a big deal to beat Memphis, but it was a big deal to go for two back then. Yeah. Like a lot of coaches would just take the tie. You know, ties were a thing for a long time. Mississippi State's last tie, I think, was in '93. You know, and then ta- then they went to the they went to overtime in the '96 season. Um, Bob coaches would just take the tie, but Felker, who was the SEC Player of the Year, I, I, I you know I think I've mentioned this before, but when we did the greatest Bulldog bracket two years ago, I left Rocky Felker off. That was by far the biggest oversight. I think I was the SEC Player of the Year. Should have yeah, been. Dak didn't accomplish that. Didn't. Did not. So. People forget, you know. People think about Rocky Felker, the coach, because it's so far removed, mm-hmm. and a lot of the generations now have passed, and mm-hmm. people didn't didn't know about him as a great player. quarterback. From he was a great player. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he was player of the year in the state of Tennessee too, mm-hmm. coming out of high school. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, just uh, you Run know that that Veer offense, he was just tailor made. And I'm saying like I, there aren't many better Bulldogs mm-hmm. than Rocky Felker. If you had a Mr. Bulldog competition, Rocky Felker would probably have a great chance to win. Rocky, John Cohen. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're talking about players, I mean, coaches, He's given his entire life to Mississippi State. Yes. The, what I always point to is Rocky lost his job at Mississippi State and came back to work for the next coach. Mm-hmm. Uh, just tremendous human being, humble guy that never let ego get in the way and he all he wanted was the best for Mississippi State and that game is an absolute classic it's a shame that there's not a whole lot of clear video on that but there is a video of that two-point conversion um that I'm glad we we still get to see every now and then in some of the highlights so people can kind of see uh some of the great moments from that era but yeah definitely a a great moment there Rockies won the two-point conversion I can imagine like the the just the anxiety that you're feeling in that moment. Two point conversion oh, yeah. for the win. Yeah. The game's on the line. That doesn't. That, people don't do that nearly as much um, these days. I mean, you know, Arkansas on this, by the way, I, by my mistake, guys. It's 1974, not 78. I, I said 74. So what did I do? I, I Google searched the wrong thing. I'm trying to screw myself up. Here. Is that the year they went to the Sun Bowl? That is the year they went to the Sun Bowl. Okay. And so that Memphis win was pretty pretty key. Yeah. For them. 
good year for State. You know, they, they start the year off beating William and Mary. Then they beat Georgia. That, without looking, that win in 74 might be the only one over Georgia in like a 40-year span. Um, and they, they didn't play that much. Right. They lose to Florida. Then they win four straight over Kansas State, Lamar, Memphis, and Louisville. They lose to Alabama, who, 74, that might be a national title year for Alabama. I'd have to look. Um, they were 11-1. and Then they lose to Auburn. But then they beat LSU and Ole Miss to finish the year. And then they beat they win the uh, Sun Bowl in uh, El Paso over North Carolina to finish 9-3. and three. State that year, by the way, hold on, one, two home games in Starkville. Yeah, man. I Everything else was... What, the first two games... State didn't play a game and start... The season started... This is how different college football is now. Season, season started on September 7th. State didn't play in Starkville until October the 5th. Oh. They've had 9-7 against September 7th in, in Jackson. They were off in week two of the season. Week three, they played in Jackson against Georgia. Then they were at Florida. And then for the fourth game of the year, they played uh, at Kansas State in Starkville. Next two games were at were, they were at Lamar. Where is Lamar? Oh, my gosh. I don't um, know where that is. Lamar University. It's in Beaumont, Texas. My God, an that's SEC right. Team. Then they went to Memphis, trying to me- save money. I guess they go. They play at home against Louisville. So State played October the fifth and October the twenty sixth in Louisville at home. Those were the two home games that year. They didn't play at home the rest of the year. They were at Alabama, and then the final three games of the year were all in Jackson. Who was the athletic director in nineteen seventy four? Ooh, I was before Templeton. I'm going to say probably Charlie Shira. But I'm I'm not a hundred percent on that. Let's see. Is there a list? Yeah. Okay. Nineteen seventy four Shira. That's got to be Shira. He was Charlie Shira. So yeah, because he he coached in the this 50s is what or 60s. this is what gets me. But this is you were talking about a very typical Mississippi State situation. They make Charlie Shira the uh, the athletic director, right? After the football teams, the Ram was really bad, wasn't it? He was 16-45-2 as a head coach. Yeah. And his reward is, now we're going to put you in charge of the entire athletic department. In the SEC, he was 5-32-2. Yeah, my dad said they used to come to games when my dad was a kid, and his preacher would take them to the games. Mm-hmm. And his preacher got, like, kind of, he would get colorful with, with shower, yelling from the stands. So, and there was, like, nobody in the stands but them. Like, it was, it was pretty bad His times. first three years at Mississippi State, he was 1-9, and 0-8-2, and 3-7, and seven, and didn't have a single conference win. And they made this man the athletic director. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure I'm going to get a phone call, or not a phone call, I'm sure I'm going to get a text or a tweet, you don't know what he did. Show me. Yeah. Explain I'm, to me. The, in, no offense term. to anybody that's family of, of but the Shiras. No, it makes, it makes it, no sense. But, yeah, I mean, it was – Just a different time, though. There's no telling how many wins Mississippi State forfeited by playing in Jackson. Well, not only that, I mean – That's a neutral site game. So, I've that's talked about not, this before. I think I have the dates right. I'll have to double-check, but I'm pretty sure I'm right. It, State did not play LSU in Starkville from 1925 to 1982. Yeah, that's insane. Including, there's like a 20-year stretch – where every game was in Baton Rouge, and you know that no, they couldn't even get them to come to Jackson. And you know, like if they if they did come to Jackson, mm-hmm. that's probably a quarter Co- a quarter of the crowd at least is LSU. Yeah, if not half, yeah. if not more than half. 
That's you're you're I mean. just forfeiting wins. Same, by same doing with that. Alabama. Alabama didn't play in Starkville for a long time, from like '57 to the '80s or something like that. And I know there were some great moments in Jackson. You know, they got a big they got a big win in the '80s against right. LSU. But they got the you got to have this is you you wonder why Mississippi State. I didn't expect this to go this way, but you wonder why Mississippi State is so behind Alabama and Auburn right now and LSU right now. It's because in the '50s and '60s we were sell, we were giving away our games. Yeah, we weren't allowing our fans to come to campus. And I understand it was difficult to get to Starkville. Well, that's a plus for you. Yes. That's a, it's like we're going to tell LSU and Alabama and Auburn they got to get on a bus and drive a two lane road. I mean, probably back in those days, it would take you two and a half hours to get there from Tuscaloosa. Probably took you like seven to get there from LSU. I mean, Alabama went in like the the 20s or the 40s or something and went on a train to yeah. Los Angeles. Yeah. They can, they can do it. Put them on the bus and say, okay, drive on over. You know, that's the way it's got to be. It I, seems I can't like, believe the conference didn't say anything. It just it seems like Mississippi State kind of cowered to a lot of the bigger There's no question about that. brands. And and that's and, why and listen, I mean, it's you're behind. But it's, it's kind of Mississippi in a nutshell. I'm not going to go too far down that roll, road. But, I mean, how long was this state held back by so many things? And, like, the, you know, the basketball NCAA tournament. Where would this where would this basketball program be if you allowed Bailey Howell and well, them to play in the tournament? Title, might have been At least one. Yeah, they're competing against Adolph Rupp in the the heat of the Kentucky basketball program mm-hmm. when it was heating up when it was getting hot. Mm-hmm. Mississippi State was competing with them for SEC championships yeah. and winning. And instead of to capitalizing on that, Mississippi State's playing a season and losing like two or three games and number two in the country, or whatever, and forfeiting. Their right to go to the NCAA yeah. tournament yeah. that that has held them back as a as no a question. program university for years. There's no question about it. That that kind of stuff is why Mississippi State is still fighting to get past the you know the mid tier of the SEC, and it and it's probably never going to happen unless you get some billionaires come through this um, this university and you're able to start really forking out some money. But states. Really, really behind everybody else. Yeah, and like I said, kind of related to what we're talking about, but at the same time, a whole another topic. Yeah, no question. So that's the game, though. Mississippi State uh, twenty-nine, Memphis 28, 1974. Rocky Felker's uh, top moment as a uh, as the Bulldog quarterback. All right, we're we'll back tomorrow with uh, the T's will be rapid and maroon and white. Okay, and, and uh, there you go. Well, that can be any win. Well, this one in particular. So, all right, uh, that'll be on tomorrow's show. Uh, we've got – I need to check our SEC previews because we should be Ole Miss next week and State the week after that. But it feels like that's where we are. So I need to, I'm need i going to need to go back and double-check some stuff. Um, but we'll have an SEC preview tomorrow. Opponent preview this week is Texas A&M. So we'll talk about the Aggies a little later this week. And, uh, yeah, more, more practice reports, maybe recruiting. It's, there's a lot of uh, – buzz about recruiting and some stuff happening this week. We'll find out if that's going to be the case mm. later or not. Mm. Alright guys, for Robbie Falk, <laughs> I'm Brian Haydad. A-town. Thanks for listening Go. to Pee Wee's Playhouse <laughs> here on Fox uh, A 
Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.